In a world where geek is now chic, what was once deemed nerdy or geeky has become fashionable. What used to be odd and different is now part of mainstream culture. The way we consume our entertainment has changed with the advent of new and meaningful technology. Comic books are no longer stories just for kids. They've become all-age entertainment with mature subject matter, rivaling the depth of the very best novelists. They've become a driving force behind a large portion of American entertainment. Costuming has gone from being a small but loyal subculture to a highly visible art form thanks to science fiction and comic book conventions that celebrate cosplay and fandom. Thanks to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, and many others, the movie landscape has changed forever. Through Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and more, once genre shows are now mainstream rating giant. We are a podcast that looks at the comic book culture. We are a podcast that talks about the cosplay community. We are a podcast that can't help but dissect the movies and shows we watch. We are. We are. We are. The Galaxy Cast. Galaxy Cast fans, welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. I have with me tonight Louis. Eric the Artist. The Jedi must end. <laughs> I have with me Gary the Stud. That'd be me. And I am your host, Bob Christman Extraordinaire. So we've got we decided tonight the first half of our entire show is going to be trailer mania. Because why not? We can talk about all the trailers that are out. There's a whole bunch of them. I'm going to go in reverse order from what we talked about before. So we got three trailers we're going to be covering. We're going to cover the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, at least the latest one that came out. We're going to cover the latest Thor Ragnarok trailer, which was, whoa! And then we're going to cover, of course, the one thing everybody's clamoring about, because as of today... It was released. It was released, is the Star Wars The Last Jedi teaser trailer that was released at Star Wars Celebration. Okay, Spider-Man Homecoming. Gotta be honest, I don't have high hopes for Spider-Man as a series in general. And it's it's not because, I don't know, I'm just not a huge Spider-Man fan, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't see it as a huge property in my eyes in the Marvel Universe. I know I own a lot of Marvel fans that would argue with me about that one. Yes. Because I get it, without Spider-Man, other things would not be occurring, and I totally understand that. But uh, looking at this trailer, it's pretty sweet. Actually, I was there was a lot of things about the trailer I liked. Uh, I liked all the spider suits so far. What we've seen, it looks like there's going to be two of them in this one. Yes, which I didn't expect the second one. That was kind of cool. And Eric, you said the other suit is what's it called again? The, the Ben Riley, the Ben Riley from the Clone Saga. Um, right. He became a very popular character. People, lo- I've seen his suit cosplayed at tons of shows. Because it's really just kind of like a blue... It's a sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. Right? Sweat, yeah. It's a hoodie with like a blue uh, sweatpants or something. It's it's really... It's simple, but it's ca- it's catching. It's very visually very cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad to see it being given some love in the new movie. I also like the fact that, you know, not only the integrating Sp- uh, Iron Man into a Spider-Man movie, but you also kind of see... 
the the suit itself has a very Iron Manish esque element to it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. obviously been given to him, right, which, which we learned given. it was given to him back in uh, the last Civil Avengers War movie, Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah, which is and funny because it wasn't even an Avengers movie. <laughs> right, it, it was everything but an <laughs> it Avengers. Was movie, Captain really. America yeah, three. It was though. Captain America three, and, and it was you know what I what I find interesting is we see just how kind of comprehensive this suit is, and there's some cool shots like we're we're looking at one right now where we're. Spider-Man's trying to pull a boat back together, you know, and it's just some cool quintessential Spider-Man shots. I thought it was interesting that Tony Stark gets upset the fact that he's using the suit. Well, I think he gets upset fight. from what I gather from what we're seeing is he's using the suit to go after this specific character, the Vulture, which is being right. played by Michael Keaton for some reason. There's some something's going on there in the story. And Spider-Man, I think Iron Man wants him to stay out of it. He's like, don't fight this guy, you're going to get innocence hurt, you're going right. to cause collateral damage, you shouldn't be doing this, go do your stop a criminal with a, you know, from a bank robbery or, you know, the things you do as Spider-Man. Right. He wants him to train, to build up, to learn how to be a hero and not make moral mistakes. mistakes. Right. And clearly he doesn't do that. I think, I think that big, obviously the big boat cutting in half scene is going to happen like, you know, midpoint of the movie. It's yeah, going to be like an end of act one, act two turning point type thing. And do you think there, that this part of this argument is because of Iron Man's uh, moral degradation because of the end of Civil War, the fact that he and Cap do not agree about what superheroes should and should not be doing, you know, the whole Registration Act, all of that. I think Big part of it. So don't you think eventually this is really, this is going to just ultimately tie in, don't you think? I mean, to me, that's what it, it feels like that. Well, it's leading towards Infinity War. Uh, yeah, it, there's going to be you. a reckoning of some kind, obviously. And will Spider-Man change side? I mean, there's that famous scene from the original Civil War comic series where Spider-Man turns on Iron Man. Eventually, he basically oh, he right, comes he to a point where he goes, "No, I don't, I don't believe in your way of doing things anymore." Right. And he sides with with Cap. He gives up, he gives up the tech, the Iron Spider suit that he was given. And there's a great scene where he webs up Iron Man in an alleyway. He just lets loose and totally ties him up. And says, "I'm not, I'm not with you anymore." And I wonder if they're going to recreate that. Yeah, and I'm wondering. Uh, yeah, kind of get the feeling that we're going to do that. So, Gary, the Marriott. one shot. Yeah, <laughs> you always call out every time we see this. Yep, the Marriott from Atlanta, Georgia, and I think everybody who's ever been to Dragon Con ever recognizes the shot because you can't go in the Marriott in Atlanta and not look up. It's just one of those hotels that's got that. It's got that iconic look to it, and yep. when you look up, it's just Chicago has that look. too, right outside of the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. It's okay. the Hyatt, I believe. Yeah, where I've stayed, and it's a central pillar, yeah, glass elevator okay. with walkways. This because the, the the elevator's up the center, and the only right. way to get to the elevator because all the walkways. rooms are yeah. the outside, and the walkways go to the elevator, and it's really eye catchy if you go all the way to the top, up. You know, I don't know, some 15 whatever floors you get to. There's a restaurant up there where you can right. look over the edge all the way around the restaurant and it's all the way down to the to the lower level. Wow. And it's it's a little little unnerving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet it is. And I mean, it's just I think it's cool that they're using that. And it's such an iconic picture. And the vulture coming down is just so, I don't know, ominous and kind of cool. What do you guys think about the vulture's costume here? Does it look the too, wings look too are techie? huge? It is a massive wingspan. Yeah, and the engines that it, they added, yeah, the kind of obviously this is they, this is one of the more departures I've seen. They're, <laughs> yes. they're, Marvel really does keep these characters pretty close, but they're they're pushing away. It's not an old bald guy. Everyone's right. like Patrick Stewart. Yep. It's not just a skin tight suit with a you know. They, I like with the way they still worked. On. The fur collar in that the vulture yeah. had, but they made it. He's got like a airplane pilot 
coat, right. you know. He's got that kind of leather wind bomber and uh, bomber jacket, and he's got the fur around the collar, which so they w- still, they got it all there, but they're doing it Iron Man tech, you know. I think, in fact, from what I heard, some of this is supposed to be stolen Iron Man tech. Is it stolen Iron Man tech or stolen. hammer tech? Um, good question. Which I would think would be more cool if they used the hammer tech as part of this, because that would fit right in with Iron Man 3. Yeah. <clears throat> what I'm thinking is uh, the Vulture in this version is uh, a worker for Stark Enterprises and made his own... Maybe, maybe his own right. Iron Man suit or something along that lines. I love the fact that he can step in and out of the wings. It, we see it's that like, it almost flies shots. like a drone, it looks like, right. without him. Which is kind of cool, too. Like, And I want to see if later on, maybe if we see him fighting Spider-Man and the wings are separated and fighting on their yeah, own. that'd be neat. Which would be really cool. That actually would be a nice... And dep- it ties into the Iron Man tech suits right. because those suits fly themselves in, from Iron Man 3. And it would be a really cool departure for Vulture. Yeah. Which Vulture, I've always kind of seen as semi-weak as a Spider-Man bad guy. Yeah. And this actually might make him better, I think, in the long run. I think I think I might actually be impressed with the idea of it. Did you hear Tom Holland, Spider-Man, for those who don't recognize the name the new Peter Parker, yeah. has said that he wants Jason Momoa to be Craven. No, really. <laughs> he thinks he should Jason be cast as, as Craven. I'm like, too much, you know, role nepotism here. Let let everyone be in their own universes. It's like, actually, and we should probably at least mention it, it was announced who's playing Cable in Deadpool yes, 2. Yes, I did want to mention that. Josh and Brolin. Josh Brolin was no, nothing Cable. anyone expected because right. he's already Thanos. He's already in another movie right, right now. Big movie being filmed. Right. And all of a sudden he's going to be Cable? But completely separate Marvel universe as far as the Marvel world is concerned. So this he can pull it off only because who cares? Yeah. The I, X-Men are never, you know, Deadpool's universe is never going to meet the Avengers universe. So that well, works out. Yeah, you never know. And, and We'd that, like to think it would, but it, it's not going to. Not, not only that, but uh, you won't recognize James Brown as Thanos. That's no, true. It's a it's a it's a There's so much role. digital overlay on James Brolin, you're right. Other than maybe the facial features might come through a little bit, but you're right, Gary, that the, the overlay on it is pretty incredible as far, as far as the overlay. And I'm I don't know, man. I'm uh I thought there were other choices they could have gone with. I liked Steve Lang. Think, do you think he could pull off cable? I mean, you, I'm sure he'll be fine, but I, I think he's he'll not, do it well. He's not the size I. He's not a big guy. He's not Well, built I wonder if mold. they're going to bulk him up digitally. Or he's about to go through a major regimen of, of yeah, working out. Maybe, I mean, he's going to go all Chris Evans and Captain America. Well, or I was I was thinking about you know when we first met the guy who was going to play Wolverine, which was Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman was not. He's, he, he's not even huge in the first movie. Right. He wasn't bulked up even for the first movie, and, I and think, then he really started bulking up after that. Which I think they got too too much. I almost like the more realistic approach really? in the first movie. Where he, he, was he, was, he was in shape, but he had, you know, he had, he was also hairy. When he took his shirt off, yeah. he had like chest hair and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he did. And that's Wolverine. Wolverine's animalistic. Yeah. He wasn't like sh- clean shaven like a bodybuilder. It just. I'm, I'm only laughing, not because I don't, don't agree with you, because I do, but I'm laughing because every woman in the world's going, no, what I are know, you talking yeah, about? Exactly. He was perfect the way he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Women who don't have nothing seen, about Wolverine. Still haven't seen Logan. Oh, oh, so Gary, am I right? Yeah. Totally worth it. I'm going to see it. I will. Cried. No, I'm serious. Really? Okay. I cried during that film. I That's did. awesome. I, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> expect it. I, I like Gary's response. Do I, you ever cry I, during any film? I didn't. No. no, exactly. But I did. There was a <clears> moment, and I think when you see it, you'll know exactly when it was. Going off um, going off script a little yeah. bit, I did see Split. Oh, yeah? With uh, James McAvoy. Yeah. 
from the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Surprisingly good. Yeah. You like and, it? and his performance, fantastic. Awesome. So that was our thoughts on Spider-Man Homecoming. I know we veered off quite a bit on that, but, uh, you know. The, watch the trailer. There's watch a the lot trailer. of good There's scenes. There's a lot of stuff going on there. There's a lot of information in that trailer. And, I mean, honestly, for a second trailer, it's got me a little excited about I like Spider-Man. the way we actually just paused it, and I never would have noticed. The boat is splitting with a view of the Statue of Liberty, Liberty right in, between. in down yeah, the distance. In the so it's, it's they're, cool. they're doing some nice framing there. Yeah. Okay, so the next trailer we wanted to talk about was the... <laughs> The Thor Ragnarok trailer. And I got to admit, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> this was my first time watching it tonight with these guys. And I, I'm impressed. Like, already, you know, just, just getting into it, I'm already impressed. Well, I'm going to start off right from the get-go. The biggest complaint I've heard. Yeah. It's trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy. But I don't get that feel about it. Do you really? I, mean, I like, see it because it's a crazy. It, some of it takes place in space and in other planets, and there's crazy well, aliens and there's spaceships. But that was Thor. There's much more of a humor aspect to this. Yeah. Which was the whole Guardians of the Galaxy thing was play with the humor. There's the old soundtrack, with at least with the song they played during it. Which don't get yeah. me wrong, the song. Over I think this they is just great. did that just to to do the throwback feel. To yeah, it, that's all. I don't. And, well, think... there's also the retro text treatment right. for the logo. Right. There's a lot. That logo looks a that. lot like the old Tron logo. It, Am I wrong? It looks like, I mean, it just basically comes straight out of the 80s. Right. Is what it I mean, looks like. Yeah. So our big bad person, I can't say guy because that's not right, is who? Hela. Hela. So, Which in the comics, she's a goddess of death. Correct. In the movie, we don't, I don't think she's going to be a full on goddess, but I think she'll definitely be almost like an Asgardian level power. I mean, she's obviously a powerful being from what we see in the trailer. Now, Hela is. It's the same person that's got the weird yes. helmet on, right? Yes, that's all her. Did she always... I, in the comic books, I could have sworn she always wore the helmet. She kept she on never... the mask most of the time, yeah. Right. I think so. she's taken it off a few times. Hela is also the famous one who gave the reason that Thor got his beard. She's the one who smacks him in the face and scratches him and scars him so badly he grows a beard in the comics. Really? So when he got the beard in the 80s, it was because of Hela. Oh, I did not know yeah. that. Because mm-hmm. he was always beardless for a See, long, long time. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yep, and the, when, they, when they first got the beard, and that's when he got... It's actually the same time that he got the uh, iron-plated armor on his right. arms and stuff. He, he went in about the same time, and changed, they changed his whole look up. And it was all a tie-in with a huge Hella story. I got the whole series of those. So the big part of the trailer, which we're watching right now, is the, the admission of, or, or addition of, I should yeah. say, of the Incredible Hulk. Right. Now, we and should explain how they get there. There's a bit more to it. You see Jeff Goldblum in the trailer. Get Jeff Goldblum is playing a character called the Grandmaster. And in the comics, the Grandmaster is like solid blue. But they've kept some of the high collar and the white hair and everything. Right. They only left like a blue strip down his chin, which is interesting. The Grandmaster... I would never have caught that's the Grandmaster. Yeah, he's a very okay. powerful character, too. He's one of the elders of the universe, I think. Um, and isn't he the one that always pulls people in and does all these... He does like, the games. Yeah. And that's how this is Kinda working. Kind of like old Roman... Um, yeah, uh, gladiator fight. Gladiator fight so they've, it's a smart idea that what they've done is they've compli- co- combined the Grand that. Master, which gets into the whole cosmic aspect of like Guardians of the Galaxy and the bigger characters of the Celestials and all that, with Planet Hulk. And it makes sense for the cinematic universe that the Grand Master would run the Planet Hulk fight, which wasn't right. the way in the comics. Planet right. Hulk was its own thing. But to combine those two is an interesting choice, but I like it. It works. It works. It works in the Marvel universe, too. Yes. In the movie universe, it works. So my question to you guys, what's your favorite part of this trailer? I mean, looking at this trailer. Well, everyone loves the Thor tagline at the end. He's a friend from work. Right, <laughs> you yeah. know, people like that. I don't know. There's some really good, I mean, just the opening shot of him falling in chains and hanging above what is clearly like hell or the, you know, the 
where Hella's well, from. Well, there's definitely an implication there, yeah. My, my favorite right here. Catching the catching Molnar and then smashing it. Yeah, that's it's what's also crazy. Is so does she really it. destroy it? Yeah, she destroys Molnar? it. She catches. So does Molnar he ever get it. it back? Who knows? He's fighting the rest of the movie. With I don't ever weapon. remember Thor not having Molnar. Yeah, yeah, it was taken. I think from the Hela storyline, it was taken. From really? Her. Yeah. Man, it was one of the reasons. See, that I never Beta read Ray the Thor Bill, comics themselves. Beta Ray Bill came along right. because he was he Thor was stripped of the use of Molnar. He was considered unworthy, and Beta Ray Bill took up the mantle. So, Gary, maybe you're right. By the time we get to Infinity War, we might see him Beta in this. Bill, he right. could be a secret in this movie, and I would not at all be surprised with bringing right. in characters like they've got Valkyrie. Which is the woman we're seeing right now, who's an ex Asgardian, who's obviously right. working for the Grandmaster. They got the Grandmaster and Jeff Goldblum. They've got Hulk. They've got Thor. They've got there's uh, Idris Elba's uh, what's his name? I can't think Hem- of him. Hemdall. Hemdall. They just showed Scourge for those who didn't catch it with the twin guns with Scourge. We got okay. Loki. Apparently, Doctor Strange plays a big role in the movie. Who was played by Carl Urban, by the way? Who is Scourge? Yeah, Scourges. Okay. So they, there's all these characters. I would not be surprised in the least that Beta Ray Bill doesn't appear somewhere in this movie. This is my favorite part. Oh right yeah, here. go ahead. The helmet. I'm sorry. First off, we finally see Thor's helmet. I like the fact the wings tip down and tip back up. Oh, they've space aged it, which is nice. Which I love it, and uh, to an extent that I like looking at that helmet. I almost want to make one now. Like I almost want to make a Thor helmet. I know I could never pull Thor off. I am not. I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm too fat. <laughs> That's my problem. Make a Mando one with that. Actually, that would be cool. That would Make be a awesome. Mando helmet a Mando with that. Thor helmet? Yeah. You know what, Gary? That's got some... Uh, yeah. I got some ideas rolling around the brain about that one. So but it's, yeah. I, mean, I love the trailer. It looks very, very cool. And, I mean, from what I hear, there's a sequence where, like, Thor and Loki go to New York because they meet the Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's obviously tons of this we're not seeing. I'm... V- it's going to be tough because there's a lot of story going on here. Hella, the Sounds destruction like there's of Adgard. There's a lot of characters, a lot of things happening and movement going on. It better work. And it's supposed to tie all the way back to the other Avengers, right? Like Age of Ultron because the whole reason he ends up going where he goes is because of the vision he had in Age of Ultron. Partly, right? yeah. I mean, well, that ties so in with... How does he end up here from Age of Ultron? So they got a lot of work to do to tie that into this point, too. Well, how'd the Hulk get there? Correct. I mean, the whole, last we saw, the Hulk was flying away on a sh- on, on a shield sh- on a shield uh, helicarrier, yeah. and and that's the last we knew of him. So what there's, happened? There's a lot of story to have to explain here. Yeah. It was a Quinjet, or a Quinjet, right, a Quinjet. Quinjet. Right. But I really think, I mean, they'll they'll shoot through that explanation pretty quick. They'll shoot through That'd some be a of flashback. Them. <laughs> yeah, but it, they, I don't or know. Or they might not even explain it at all. They might not. Maybe they'll save that. I, I, I almost wonder if they're going to do that on purpose in order to goat out of Disney a Hulk movie because they've been dying to have a Hulk movie. And Disney's so afraid to touch that with a 10-foot pole. It's a tough character, it's man. It's a tough character. And he works with a team, but he doesn't work by himself well. Right. And that, and it's really weird. And every time they've tried, let's face it, the two Hulk movies they've got were ultimately failures. <sighs> I mean, as far as money coming in versus money going yeah, oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were I am of a school that a lot of people aren't. I enjoyed the Ang Lee movie when I saw it in theaters. I actually did, too. Because it was the first time I really saw a comic book on screen right. with the panels and the directorial, directorial style. And there's a nostalgia for me because of that being the first yeah. comic book film. Because it was like, oh, my gosh, finally some Marvel character I knew came to yeah. life on a film. But people hated it. Realistically. But and people other people hated, hated it. it. And I'm just like, hey, well, at least we got a character. Yeah. I still say we would not have... The Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Hate me if you want to hate me. Were it not for the Angley Hulk film, you're, think you're about 100% it. correct on that because the movie sunk sucked so much that they <laughs> made them properly. <laughs> well, okay, 
Yes, you're right in that regard. But I'm also saying and, that... And yes, I'm one of the people that hated it. I know. But I'm also saying... <laughs> I, I'm just saying that I look at it from the nostalgia standpoint that if Ang Lee had not pushed and gotten the network to do what it did, there would never have been the idea of, hey, we should turn this into something else. Hey, what about Iron Man? What about some of these other characters? Could we God, could Iron we Man, repeat that? It's just interesting to take a moment and think back to the summer of 2008 when Iron Man was coming out. And I sat there going, that is such the oddest choice to make a movie of. Right? I remember thinking that at the time going, how on earth is that going to work? And it just... Well, I remember wow, sitting there saying... Of all the characters, See, Iron that's Man? what I was saying. Like, of all the characters you decided to start with, why wouldn't you start with Captain America? Why did you start with Iron Man? That was my reaction. I was kind of like... And they... That, but and to me, John, now looking John, back, okay, everyone the sits here going, choice they ever made. Everyone sits here going, you know, Josh Whedon, oh, he's a god, or uh, Steven Spielberg is a god, yeah. or J.J. Abrams, he rebooted Star Wars and saved it, whatever. John Favreau gave you oh, the Marvel uh, Cinematic yeah. Universe, yep. gave you the tone, set everything up, did it in a quick, fast-paced, fun movie that you came out of with a smile on your face, perfect casting in Robert Downey Jr., and set up the Marvel Universe. Give props where props are due to John Favreau. All right, now go back and look at what movies came out. Iron Man, Hulk, then, you know, then Iron Man again, but then Captain America. Yeah. The way they were in the Avengers, yeah, Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, yep. So that's how that's why. They oh, you're it. talking about like in the comic books themselves, right? Yeah, I know. Cap- well, technically, Cap- Captain America <clears throat> technically was first, but that's because they wrote those comics way back in the what 40s. But they never had an Avengers though, right? The, the Avengers didn't exist. They, when, I know, when, I know when, the Ave- when the Avengers came right, out, right? Captain America was never he was part never of it. a part of that. And not, they, not they the beginning. resurrected it, it, him. Yeah, it was later Iron on. Man. It was Thor. It was Hulk. It was Ant Man. Wasp. I think that was five. Was Namor? Namor was Namor part was of not the yet. start. Right. No. Nope. And, and they and found Captain America in ice, frozen in ice, just like they did the movies. And it was that's a neat actually way. how Namor came in because he found Captain America, didn't he? I don't. Know. I thought it was him. They like, I think he actually found Captain America and then contacted the Avengers and they said, "I found this guy. I think you're gonna want to see this." I'm gonna have to go back and look at that comic, mm, but I'm pretty sure when they found Captain America, it was Namor who actually discovered him. Which that's the only character that I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't even discussed. Apparently, there's Namor there's big all. issues. They do not want to touch him. Yeah, there's some sort of franchising thing, and, and my well, other... He might be at Universal, actually, or something. N- Namor is yeah. part of the Fantastic Four. Is he part of that Fantastic <laughs> Four group? Oh, oh see, yeah, that yep. sucks. That's what happens when Marvel sells everything out. And well, they did it like before that. they knew they could have this kind of control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they wanted to make money. I remember there was a point where Marvel was going bankrupt into the comic industry, oh, yeah, and they, yeah. they were like, we that might was not what, be able like to survive. That was like the late 80s, early 90s, right? That they, they sold everything really, off during yeah. the crash, and it's, it's, it's made it a pain to get it all back. Which is interesting, because now when you look at it, I bet Marvel is hand over fist... Oh yeah, with all their properties well, the movie, and everything. The movie, the movies. Here's the problem, them... and I, this is just from working in the comic in, or from the convention industry. I know people right. who have worked with Marvel as a comic company at a yeah. convention, and worked with Marvel as a the Marvel Studios side at a convention. Okay, and it is night and day dealing with the two oh, really? because Marvel Comics is still tightwad, and we don't have any oh, money, no budget. Comics are tough, and Marvel Studios is like hand over fist. Whoa, well, what do we want? Budgets are huge. You know, let's make yeah. giant. Let's recreate. We'll make the world happen, right? Yeah. Inside Comic Con, and right. So it's it's definitely two different worlds. Huh. That's interesting to know that it that it's that di- big of a difference between the two. Okay, so our last trailer we want to cover, and this is the biggie. This uh, is, this is, oh, not that. This one is again. the big Sorry. one for us: Star Wars: The Last Jedi. So, yeah, if I don't see Wonder Woman, then I ain't going to see it. <laughs> 
So the this is a I guess it's revealed as a teaser trailer if I'm if I'm understanding what was on StarWars.com correctly. But uh, the uh, last minute, Jedi, I think they consider anything under two minutes under a teaser. two minutes right, is a teaser. Yeah. So what do you guys think of this this trailer of what we've seen of the Last Jedi so far? Is... Well, I've seen it twice, and this will be my third watching now as we talk about it. Uh, one, Ray has really weird splayed fingers when she slaps her hand on the rock. <laughs> That's odd looking. I don't know what's going on there. When he first panned out, I had a hard time figuring out what it was. I thought it was Vader's helmet. Or and space. Then, it looked like or space. Or it could have been space, stars. yeah. And then all of a sudden it's this rock. So then we get Luke giving a narration about breathe, just right. breathe. He's obviously starting training. He's telling Ray about stuff. At least that's what we have to assume from you the know, way they're narrating it. You know, Who knows? From, from what I'm seeing of the trailer, my concern right now is... Are we going to spend half our movie on this stupid island? It's Dagobah uh, over again. Right? Well, like, don't you get that impression? Like, we're going to be spending a ton of time on this island. Maybe too much time Who on knows? the island. Now, there is the scene you talked about where the smash mask that everyone assumes is Vader's mask. Right. But it's not. It's if Kylo Ren. look carefully, Ren's. it's Kylo Ren. So Kylo Ren might be no more. The inner lace. He might become a Darth. Well. What if he gets renamed? This is true. What if Snoke names him? Maybe that's why Snoke's calling him back, because now he's proven himself. He killed his own father, yep. and now he's he's ready to t- become the Darth that he should have been all what along. Would his, what would his Darth name be? I don't know. Wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be awesome to, I don't know, speculate? Uh-huh. We'll have to talk about that. But anyway, the trailer. D- D- Darth Wayne. There's, the, uh, there's the red dust planet and John Boyega in a tube, and there's things being shot, yeah. and we've got... Um, spaceships going after there's books well, there's, on a shelf. There's all I sorts still think of those are the Wills. Remember, what, there's what do you mean that the, whole, the the original title of Star Wars was the Tales of Star the Star Wars from the Record of the Wills or something like that. Oh, really? H i l l s, and it's apparently a like a record book of history within the Star Wars universe. Okay. I think that might be them. Huh. I was thinking they were like ancient Jedi scrolls. Which I think could be the Wills. Could be the Wills. And I'm, I'm just saying that only because that logo that she kind of brushes off is the old... Isn't that the Knights of the Old Republic Jedi logo no. from the, the game? Or is that just the Jedi logo in That's general? That's Je- Jedi Sentinels. That's right, Jedi Sentinels. It's on their helmet right yeah. too, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I find that interesting. It definitely looks like a, an old book with a leather binding. It burns. Right? Like oh, it's burnt. And it's burned. It's like it's burned up, you know. You know. But again, Yo. if it's on Mustafar, what's that? <laughs> Yo. Yo. Did you I said it looked like you said, it sounded like you were like, it looks like it's burned up. Yo. Did I say <laughs> I've been around too many inner city kids lately. <laughs> what you talking about, well, Matt? No, if it was burned up, it's not from Mustafar. The Jedi Temple that gets well, that's the, the true, rebuilding the Jedi, that Luke. Right, the, it's correct. all tied in. These are things he saved when right. the Knights of Ren <laughs> destroyed everything. Correct. So, um, I got to admit that this whole scene of of what I assume is Ray swinging a lightsaber on a cliff, she looks really klutzy. It's not. Well, and it looks weird. It, it. It. I don't know. It just. I again, think it's, if we go I back do. to a training thing, right? Yeah, I think what's it's the, Ray. What's the goal here? Well, there's that the rock training. in front of her, which looks like almost a figure. Right, it looks like a person. And then there's Ray, I assume is Ray, swinging the lightsaber, because it is the blue lightsaber we see where they're running with later. Right. And what I assume is Luke in like a robe, so standing. But his some legs of my are really friends have speculated. He's not wearing the long robe. Right. Look so at his legs. Some of my friends have speculated that that's not Ray, that Correct. that is John Boyega, and that this Ray that's up here on the rocks, which would be an interesting turn of events. I, I got it all figured out. What do you think? You got Luke up on the hill. Yeah. You got Ray swinging the lightsaber. Okay. And you got Snoke next door. <laughs> well, now, here, here. I was just about to say, okay. they're all Snoke. Say it's, it's okay. John Boyega. What if they're yeah. revealing a shot from the end of the movie? What if 
Luke has been killed and, and she takes she's training. She re-meets him and takes him back and they're training and it's like one of the last shots and we pull away from the island That's going, what I'm there's going to be two Jedi left in the last That's movie That's what I'm thinking. But they're not going to be called Jedi right, anymore. Be they're going to be new. called something else. The Knights of the Light or something mm-hmm. weird like that. No, right? I'm, I'm still thinking... Ren uh, Busters. Ren Busters. <laughs> I'm thinking Luke's going to go Sith and uh, it's going to take uh, Snoke and Kylo Ren and So you Rey. think Luke will become the ultimate bad guy yeah. and, and that... that Kylo Ren will become a good guy. Yes. In turn. Oh, so everything flip flops. Yep. I'd be and great. Ren becomes the last Jedi. I wouldn't right. I wouldn't mind uh-huh. it. I you, wouldn't mind it. Well, you think like Daisy that. Ridley would actually go to the dark side too? No. I'm saying it's gonna take the three of them. Because Luke's so powerful. Oh, I get what you're saying. It's gonna right. take the three of them to destroy Luke. Yes. Oh, okay. That that uh Ben Solo's redeeming moment will be to turn on Snoke and to and to, g- to join to, with these two to fight Luke and bring balance to the Force. Right. Because there has been speculation lately. I don't know if you guys have heard this that there has been the rumor that in the one book that I'm currently reading, which is the prequel to Rogue One, okay, they give the hint that Anakin never was the prophecy. Really? Yes. That he never fulfilled the prophecy. That the Force was still and unbalanced, even after Darth Vader came along. That even by Return of the Jedi, that you get the impression in the book that the Force is still in flux. That it never was balanced just because Anakin got redeemed. Right. So Anakin never was the So is the one. Force balancing being that all these people have to die? That yeah. every force every single force wheel has to be gone. That's kind of what I want. Where does the story go? Because they're obviously planning more stories after nine. Where does the story go? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's that or if it's is the chosen one the idea that one of the Sith finally turns to the light, mm-hmm. and that's what brings balance back to the Force. Has there the never been a Sith that, that has turned to the light? There's been there been light that, that have turned to the Sith. Sith, but not Sith that have gone the other way. Yeah, there's always been Jedi who went to the Sith and then came back to the light. Right, but it's never been a Sith who grew up Sith and came back to the Jedi. Because it's, it's too, how did Yoda put it? It's too passionate. There's too much passion. There's too much release of energy with, with the dark side for you to want to go back to control right. where you don't release that energy. But, so. but the last scene where uh, Luke says, the one thing I do know is the Jedi have to die. Have to end. Have, have to, to end. end. He right. says they have to end. So there's those ships. This now, that shot ships is kind of interesting. weird. They are very weird. They're unbalanced. Like, they're unbalanced. They've they've got one pod on. Was it? Are the pods the same? No, they yeah, look it, like one's a little heavier. One's than the bigger other side. and the other side's smaller. And you know it's kind of weird that they're all dust. dragging this red dust. Now, Gary, you said something about this planet. That <clears throat> well, they they say that it's called Crate, like the Crate Dragon. Okay. And that the oh, red, maybe the, this is where the Crate Dragon comes from. I guess. Oh, I didn't think about that. Okay. But um, the red. It's supposed to signify evil, death, uh, blood, whatever you want to call it. And that's what this planet is. It could be like a Sith planet, maybe. Right, Sith homeworld, potentially. But what if they're Gungans? And it's actually actually Naboo. (laughs) Oh, good lord. And that's what's left of Naboo. Suddenly the hate mail's coming my way. No, imagine. People would love to see Naboo get ravaged and destroyed. (laughs) The Gungans have become Mad Max-type wasteland (laughs) travelers. Kind of looks like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and those those are Gungan pods. I mean, think right about there. it. The ship crashed like a clumsy Gungan. <laughs> yeah. So then we have John Boyega in this like really weird stasis pod. Yeah, it's you like know, a, it's, it's it's almost like I'm expecting someone to be like, "I'm sorry, I can't do that, Finn." That's I was just like, "Yeah, we we need Hal, you know, like oh, either that or ch- Trustbuster. You know, what I, you know, <laughs> it's really it has a very Ridley Scott look. You know, it's really stupid when I saw this the very first time in the upper right corner up here. I actually immediately recognized that box. Do you know what it is? That's a heat sink to a TV, 
and that's a coax cable. <laughs> I, I was like, how do I know that kind of stupid stuff? Like, I recognize dumb things like that. It looks like a three-inch uh, or a three-eighths uh, extension. Uh, oh, the socket there yeah. on the right? Yeah, the they, socket wrench. They oh, the, like... the, the extension for the socket. Right oh, right here on this yeah. side. Yeah. yeah, it does kind of look like a three-eighths extension. It's really weird. When I start seeing things like this and I start recognizing it, I start hating myself because I'm like, I, I should not know this stuff. And, of course, we got Poe. And BB-8. BB-8. And, of course, everybody talked about this shot here, which we're looking at the X-Wing exploding. And you, there's no denying it. There's a, a front side of an A-Wing on the right, and there's a back side of an A-Wing on the left. So, obviously, A-Wings are making their return in this movie in some way, shape, or form, whether they just get blown up. or The other thing to talk used. about is this base is a, clearly the Resistance base being destroyed yeah. by someone. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. The First Order is doing good. Yeah. When they show the, the space battle, yeah, you do see an A-Wing in it. Do you see an A-Wing in it? Yep. Okay. So I must have missed that. We see the Millennium Falcon, of course. You know, not as epic this time around because let's face it. Now we've seen the Millennium Falcon, we know it's not only that, but we know Han's not in it. Right, right. But it could be Chewy. We don't. We well, don't know. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm sure, it's it's Chewy. it is. Lando, yeah. Lando. <laughs> uh, we see in the next shot. We see Daisy Ridley running, and then we see Ray holding up a lightsaber. Kylo Ren. Or Kylo Ren. Excuse me, holding up a lightsaber. And he's got the Anakin scar. Right. There is that scar on him. But notice he's not wearing the helmet. Yep. I thought that was very telling and very interesting that he's not wearing the helmet in this scene. And then we have this weird shot with what appears to be Luke. And again, I say appears to be because we don't know. We're looking at the backside. And R2 looking at something that's burning. And I agree with Eric. My assumption is it's a temple, a Jedi temple of some sort. Now, Gary, you thought it was a Capitol building of yeah, some sort? Yeah, so it's a Capitol building on Washington. It looks oh, like the Capitol yeah, I get what you're saying. It looks like the rotunda from the Capitol, yeah. Yes, that's what it is right there. They finally um, burned Congress. <laughs> burn it down, all of it. So, and it kind of looks like it's an extension of that scene from the first trailers in the first movie that we never got. It's really a clear scene. Of, it was all just part of Ray's flashback, right? Which, which was Luke reaching out to R two. So, I'm wondering if that's going to be a flashback too. Then the next shot, we see what, at least to me, is clearly some First Order troopers, and I can't deny in the center, it definitely looks like Captain Phasma. Coming out of it, which I mean, that just continues to confirm what we know, which is Captain Phasma died, or sorry, didn't die, survived in the last film. Uh, the next shot is them fighting in space, and there's all sorts of cool things going on there. There's frigates that to me look like B wings. Don't you guys think those look like gigantic B wings? Well, they also kind of look like the fronts of the other ships from like the medical ships and all right. that. Right, yeah. they do kind of look at the fronts, but it does have that B wing cockpit look, and yep. they are gigantic ships. Yeah, they're they're huge frigates. You're right, Gary. There's the A wing we were yep. just talking about. There's some X wings, so it's kind of cool that we get to see again some rebel fighters and amongst all this. Um, you never really do see the TIE fighters themselves. They're in I mean, there. They, they kind of whip by. Oh, they're there. Yep. Getting blown up. Getting blown up and stuff. And you know, very interesting to see all that put together. And then we hear Luke's narration. Again. And then the infamous end, which is the... What, what is he exactly does he say? It's The Jedi must end. The Jedi I, I, must I, I end. Do, I, do know, I do know one thing. The Jedi must end. Right. And it looks like he's definitely looking out on a cave that's overlooking that, that island. So thoughts, guys? What did you think of this trailer? I mean, you know, does it pique your interest in the next movie? And I say that to you guys in particular because you are definitely less enthralled by The Force Awakens than I was. And now, I'm I did, curious. I did mention uh, off recording, and I think Gary wasn't even in the room, that in the past month or so, while we've been on yeah. hiatus recording, I have rewatched The Force Awakens. Which we still, I still have plans for us this summer yeah. for us to all three of us watch that together and Rogue One together. But I watched point. Force Awakens, so it would have been my second time seeing it, which is a ridiculously no, low number for me in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> but 
And it was slightly better on second viewing. There was at least more cohesion Mm -hmm. than I experienced in the first movie. And I think when I first saw the movie, the first movie, I was waiting to be wowed by every scene. And when it didn't happen, I just felt like the movie was just passing by and it was missing opportunities. (laughs) And that's my problem with the movie still to this day is I feel like it was a large missed opportunity to tell a new story instead of a rehash story. I like some of the elements. I am interested in some of the new characters. I mean, Ray, Poe, Finn, they're all, Kylo Ren, they're all so recognizable already that obviously right. they worked. But I'm hoping this now, getting a chance to tell an original story, hopefully with no callbacks to the old movies in terms of plot structure. I don't care if you call back to say callbacks old characters, okay, right? but, but not plot structure. Not Do not rehash the story. Tell okay. us new stuff. I'm really hoping I enjoy it. I mean, just movie. from the little bit we've seen of the trailer, it certainly doesn't look like this is going to be a uh, Empire Strikes Back light. I oh, mean, just, you mean, uh, you mean where a Jedi goes to a remote location and gets trained? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe that element. You mean, where a bunch of sh- you mean where hang a bunch on. of ships fly at the uh, all-terrain walkers you, on a flat plane and on. attack them? Before you bag on that. Oh, wait, wait, that. Before you bag on that, okay? We don't know that's exactly what's happening here. We don't. We don't. We don't but you know here's, I mean? I'm just calling out immediate plot duplications that but I've let, already okay, seen. So let me ask you trailer. this. If, if they are on that planet, but they're not doing lifting rocks while you're upside down. Well, when your hand touches the ground forest. and you see lots of stones lifting off the ground like that, you mean? But that's not <laughs> – come on. It's not a verbatim – See, and that's where I get upset because that's not a verbatim shot for shot. It's the same thing. It's not. Now, I will give you The Force Awakens, there's a lot of things in it that feel very A New Hope. I right. will give oh, you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But what if in this one, the idea is there, but it doesn't feel like okay. Return of the Jedi or uh, Empire Strikes Back? I will tell you right now if I hear I am your father. Okay, I, I, I will get agree up, with you that way. I will I'm get out. up and I'm walk out. out. <laughs> like, if we find out Snoke is Luke's father, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm done, you know, like, or whatever, or Snoke is Ray's father. Oh my gosh, would that be a killer? Would that be a killer for you guys? I'd finish the movie, but I'd be like, that'd be like, I'm it, I'm out. No, if I hear Luke mention that to Ray, no, I am your father, or some other character, or or Leia says, I'm your mother, or whatever, I'm getting up and walking out. Uh, The Leia one wouldn't bother me. (laughs) The Leia one actually wouldn't bother me, though. Really, ultimately, it wouldn't. It might actually be a nice twist. But it would be really difficult for the next movie. That's where I, if they decided to put that twist in, that's going to. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. That director Hmm. knows that he's doing the second movie of a main Star Wars trilogy, and that it it already has aped the the original trilogy's structure in the first movie. Is he and did the screenwriters and did everyone involved say we do need a big twist? We need a surprise. We need to get everybody in the way that they haven't been gotten since 1981, and we need to get them again. Right. Is that going to happen? Right. Or do they not Mm -hmm. get people and just provide a good movie without the get? I hope so. Like, to me, you could do that. You could provide me a good movie without that aha moment and save the aha for the third movie. I'm good with that. The surprise for me would be what I just mentioned earlier was Luke turning to the Dark Side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm... There's a couple things that could do if, it. For if me. I learn that the whole time Bruce Willis was a ghost, <laughs> I'll be shocked. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> okay, so overall, did this make you guys more excited about seeing the Last Jedi, or just kind of on the same keel or less? What do you guys think, Gary? What do first? you think? Let me go first. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Did absolutely nothing for me. Okay. Kind of blah. Yeah. Okay. What I got. Think, I heard one of two camps online. Yeah. Either people who said, "Oh my god, I got chills." Yeah. And people who said, "Horrible." <laughs> yeah. I got to admit, I fell in the middle. 
Okay. It didn't do nothing for me. It definitely piqued my interest, especially on repeat viewings, kind of looking into the details like we've done. Yeah. But it wasn't, it didn't have that chewy we're home moment. Yeah. It didn't have yep. that for me anywhere. Yep. So. People are going to hate me. I love The Force Awakens. And so this is where I'm in a weird spot. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> and I'll tell you why it sucked. Because here's the part that I'm I'm irked about. The movie comes out in December. <clears throat> It's April. Right. This is the best you can give me in April for a movie coming out in December? To me, this should have been the trailer that was released, I don't know, with Doctor Strange. <laughs> Seriously. Like, you you should have put this trailer on Doctor Strange a while back, which should have been released this week in a celebration, which if I were at celebration, I would have been extremely irked, is a full-on trailer, which we didn't get. And so now what? So now you release it when? Guardians of the Galaxy? Really? No, a um, week no, later? No, no. Or, or what's the <laughs> it's, next it's gonna Thor be, Ragnarok? I it's going to come out with, I'm trying to think of a big Disney slash Marvel slash something release later this year. Thor's the only one that I can think of. Yeah, in November. And that's, that's in November, November. And that's, that's a Spider-Man. month before. It's going to be end of Spider-Man. But Spider-Man. that's not Disney, is it? That's Sony. Don't matter. What's not Disney? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, no, Spider-Man. It won't be Spider-Man. It won't be Spider-Man. I'm trying to think of what movie... Coming out. There's this not year. a Moana type Pixar movie coming. Do you see what I'm saying? Like Disney's missed an opportunity. You talked about missed opportunities, right? Yeah. Here's one. You missed an opportunity to release a major trailer celebration. Get every Star Wars fan that's there that's clamoring for a good trailer to pump up for it, and you let them down. I they, really, okay, I, they really should have messed with people, and they should have had Harrison Ford film a shot of like you know a shot. It's cold. There's some smoke. A hand comes up, and he comes up like, "Oh, I'm okay," you know, or something like that. Everybody right. audience like, "Oh," and then it just oh. cuts. Like, "No, we're kidding. We're, we're kidding. kidding. We're kidding. We got you." Yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing. And I would have loved full, that. Then give them a full trailer, and that would have made everybody happy. <laughs> have you heard the rumors that Snoke is on Lars? No. You ever heard that? No. Oh, oh my god, they're really clutching they're at straws really, I was now. Say, they're really grasping everybody. at straws. Yeah. I think it was one of the. I think it was the Jawa that went Utini. He's, right. he's grown up and gotten big. <laughs> and. um Liam Nielsen had filmed something saying he's coming back as Queen Engine. Who? I, well, he needs to be a Force Ghost. Oh, Liam Nielsen. No, he's going to be a live action, not a ghost. Queen Engine. Then a then a flashback. <clears throat> huh? Then a flashback. No, it's going to be a standalone movie. Oh, you're okay. I thought you talked for this movie. He no. filmed a scene. No, there's... he's going to do a Qui Gon Jinn movie. That's what they said. That's what he has announced at Celebration. What? What? When did that come out? Did you hear that? No. You're messing with us. No, I'm not. You're pulling our leg. <laughs> no, I'm not. We'll be checking up on this one, folks, and we'll get back to you in a little while. <laughs> you seriously? I have not heard anything I, about I, that. I, saw, I, saw. I would have had people calling me okay, you know about what? that. I, we got technology here. Yeah, well, we'll have to you check that talk. out later. We'll, check, no, we'll check that out later because we're coming up on our heartbreak here. So we'll, we'll check that heartbreak? out later. Heartbreak. Hard. Coming up on a heartbreak. Okay. So we'll check that out. We'll get back with you after this break. So we'd love to hear what you have to say about the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, the Thor Ragnarok trailer, or the Last Jedi trailer. So let us know what you think. Head on over to, well, 
we'll let you know later and let us know. If not, head to GalaxyCast, email us. That's what I'm going to do. Email us at GalaxyCast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. And we will try to get back to you on air with those those comments and more. And we'll be back after this short break to discuss the latest episode. Yes, we're still on it, folks, of Star Wars Rebels. We're a little bit behind, but we're going to get caught up with don't all of you. Don't ruin it for us. Yeah, don't ruin it for us. We don't, don't, you know, no spoilers, please. Actually, I've been amazed I've been able to avoid all the spoilers about Rebels because they've been all over the Internet, and I've avoided, avoided them all. So we should be proud of that. So we'll be back in just a little bit. We'll be right back after we navigate through this promotional tunnel. The new Amazon Echo has everyone asking Alexa for help. Alexa, what time is it? What the hell is wrong with this blasted thing? Amanda! But the latest technology isn't always easy to use for people of a certain age. These kids done bought me a busted machine again. That's why Amazon partnered with AARP to present the new Amazon Echo Silver, the only smart speaker device designed specifically to be used by the greatest generation. It's super loud and responds to any name even remotely close to Alexa, so they can find out the weather. Allegra, what is the weather outside? It is 74 degrees and sunny. Huh? It is 74 degrees and sunny. Where? Outside. What about it? The temperature outside is 74 degrees and sunny. I don't know about that. The latest in sports. Clarissa, how many did old Satchel strike out last night? Satchel Paige died in 1982. How many he get? Satchel Paige is dead. He what now? Died. Who did? Satchel Paige. Oh. I don't know about that. Even local news and pop culture. Manita, what them boys up to across the street? They are just playing. They what now? They are just playing. You say they just playing now? Yes, they are just playing. I don't know about that. Pair it to smart devices like your thermostat. Alessandra, turn the heat up. The room is already 100 degrees. Are you trying to kill me, Alize? The new Amazon Echo Silver plays all the music they loved when they were young. Angela, play black jazz. Playing, uh, jazz. It also has a quick scan feature to help them find things. Emilia, where did I put the phone? <sighs> the phone is in your right hand. And it has an, uh-huh, feature for long rambling stories. So then I gave him five dollars, and he said I only gave him one dollar. Uh-huh. I said, I know I gave you a five. Uh-huh. Because I only had a five and a one on me. Uh-huh. And this the one dollar right here. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you tell me who's crazy. Amazon Echo Silver. Get yours today. I said get yours today. To order Amazon Echo Silver, send a check or money order to Amazon.com right now. Intergalactic proton-powered electrical tentacle advertising droids. Intergalactic proton-powered electrical tentacle advertising droids. Intergalactic proton-powered electrical tentacle advertising droids. Hi, I'm Darth Harrington of Darth Harrington's Intergalactic proton-powered electrical tentacle advertising droids Emporium and Moonbase. Due to a garbled subspace transmission, I am currently overstocked on all intergalactic proton-powered electrical tentacle advertising droids, and I am passing the savings on to you! This portion of the show is being brought to you by Whatever We Have in Stock Are Us. 
your one-stop place to shop for whatever we happen to have lying around at the time. So as you can see, Star Productions is looking for sponsors. If you're interested in sponsoring our podcast, please give us an email at galaxycast at gmail.com. We'd be more than willing to put a commercial together for you, have you listen to that commercial, and put it into our own podcast, or even create a commercial for you and your business that you could even use at a local radio station. So give us a chance to do your advertising for you at Star Production Studios by emailing us at galaxycast at gmail.com. Thank you for your patience during our galactic promotions. And now we return to the GalaxyCast. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode of the Galaxy Cast as we discuss the latest episode, well, at least for us, of Star Wars Rebels titled Double Agent Droid. So, interesting episode, almost completely and utterly droidful. Yes, very, very <laughs> droidful. Droidish. Yeah, lots of droid uh, puns in this one. All right. I don't want to get into it. Is it really worth getting into the plot line behind this other than we know? Okay, here's the brief. Ready? Yeah. I'm going to do this fast. Uh, they're going to go on a mission to steal codes to the flight plans around Lothal from the Empire, but while they're doing it at some uh, ship, they are detected that they have entered the ship the, they, through, through all sorts of mechanical stuff and a Lobot group that are in some kind of secret agent underground bunker where they're recording and doing all sorts of data mining. They detect the droids coming in and can identify with facial recognition software that Chopper is part of the Rebel Alliance. And so they hijack him and he takes over the ship. And in the end, he's trying to kill all the rest of the crew. And the only one who knows is the Imperial droid that they have with them, whose name I can't remember right now. And they won't listen to him. AP. AP. Yep. And then eventually they able to take the ship back over, retake Chopper back over, and through a reverse energy flux back through the channel into the ship, they're able to wipe out and destroy the entire Lobot secret base there and blow up the ship and escape, and their their secret base isn't found, and they get away with the... I still think they have the uh, codes, because the, Lobots, sure the Lobots let them get away because they thought there was a better chance of letting them get away and using them to track back to the rebel base than stopping them while they were doing their plan. So I think they still get the codes, the Lobots get destroyed, everyone's okay, and Chopper was a jerk the whole episode. Huh. That's like a Rebels and 60 right there. Pretty much it. Eric just nailed the whole thing from top to bottom. And apparently, it had Josh Gad. Yeah, which I didn't know until we were just looking at the the overall like information about the, the episode. Vanessa Marshall also apparently did a couple different voices in this one but josh gad was the controller in this one which which was very interesting he seems to be taking a certain love to star wars lately oh yeah quite a bit through through his little daisy ridley viral videos and this well and here's the big one he he actually hosted the star wars panel yes so it makes me wonder if josh gad is trying to get his foot in the door is is he gonna be in one star wars movie i think he's gonna try to get his foot in the door for a movie he wants to roll in a movie somewhere he's gonna be the next stormtrooper oh i would oh I was thinking he was going to be the next job of the hut. <laughs> Who's supposed to be the stormtrooper? They said the, the last one was Daniel Craig and Force Awakens. Someone's doing this one. Who is it? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes, Tom Hardy is going to be in it somewhere. Yeah. Whoopee. <laughs> I don't know why I react like that, but I do. So I that's the general overlay. What do you guys... All right. There's so many things about this episode. That I'm just like, really? Like, first off, do we really have a ship out there that's acting like... What, what's the U.S. agency that... Data mines us. I, f- I forget the name of it. I can't think of it. The... It's like the NSA. The NSA, thank you. The National Security Security Agency, Agency I think is what it's really referred to. Yeah, it's basically a mini NSA in a room on a ship. 
Right. Is that really... Do you guys really think that's a thing in the Empire? I mean, were they trying just too hard to put a modern spin... It gave us an, an example of what the Lobots could do when working for either side. I guess, but do you really think, Gary, that's what the lo- the goal was behind the Lobot? No. No, I didn't think so either. I thought Lobot was just a like a cyborg, like a nice enhanced human being maybe who needed imp- you know, some sort of implant to enhance their brain a little bit. That's all I ever took mm-hmm. it as, not as basically a communication device. It looks like a big Bluetooth now. It's- well, think about it, though. So I I'm mean, wondering if that's the all Lobot really is. In uh, Empire, mm-hmm. Lando Calrissian used Lobot to communicate with the rest of the city secretly to, to do plans and arrange things. I mean, he that's, used it as true. a connector. So, But he also had a watch on that he was, like, punching through or a wristband on. Well, he did. He did certain through. things that way. But the Lobot very clearly was doing work with him. Yeah. You know, and I think it was through, through the headset and the connector. So I think they are information specialists. Here's the thing I find odd. They can control Chopper at such a long distance. Because yeah. remember, they're going into hyperspace. And yet they're still able to maintain contact with Chopper. Yeah. Well, that they actually made a little To the point where Chopper could pull them out of hyperspace. Right. And had yeah. them stop and then tried to kill the crew by right. opening up the hatch. I mean, it was an, a cool idea that Chopper's going to mess with the crew and put them in the engine bay and control things and all that. But... I just don't know if this idea well, heck, of an NSA-style okay. Imperial ship works. Are you, know? you a Star Trek fan? I am. Did you have any trouble with uh, the reboot by J.J. Abrams where they beam themselves off the planet onto a moving ship that was how yes. far away in hyperspace? Oh, yes, I do. Right. I have a problem with yeah. that. Because, again, trying to pinpoint something in space that's in the middle of space to pull up a, an that energy distance. cell from that distance, next to impossible. That's right. craziness. And that's why I say J.J. Abrams is foobarring Star Trek, too, because he's trying to say that's a possibility and that's a thing that can happen, and I, I just don't agree with that. But it wasn't accurate, though. It's what? It wasn't accurate. It wasn't inaccurate? It wasn't accurate. Yeah. Because they never got on the transporter pads. That's true. They never did. No, get they, on beamed, tra- they beamed into a water tank. Right, or something <laughs> like that. Well, one was in the water tank, the other was yeah. outside of it. So I just, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I have a problem with that part of it, just the NSA, <laughs> Imperial ship NSA version of it. What about the idea that you could hack a droid to get inside of the droid? That's, a, I mean, that's believable. I guess it's believable, but then I'm sitting here saying, man, wouldn't, why not hack every droid in the universe because to figure out where the rebels are? Because he was an outdated one. So that's the other reason you think they could get into this droid and no others? Well, here's the other thing. And he was also plugged in. He was plugged into that's their true. systems he was physically their, yep. in their ship. Okay. So that's a little different than doing it at, at a distance. But then Once how did the R2 never get hacked? <clears throat> they didn't recognize him. They didn't have the facial recognition software to pick him up to know that he was there at the time. <laughs> facial recognition. Because they destroyed him in this episode. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing that, that I've always... Well, and it does actually play into Star Wars a little bit. Because C-3PO said something to R2, and I think it was Empire... About what have I told you about plugging into strange data ports, Yeah, he right? does, he does warn so him of that. So he does warn him of that. So I'm kind of wondering if that's a throwback to this kind of idea, you know, that... that strange data ports, and you can catch... Uh, right, like you, you'll catch Digital a crabs. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, maybe, crabs. Maybe, maybe catch syphilis or something. <laughs> digital AIDS. <laughs> that's how it gets spread, people. So I just, you know, there's a lot of things about this that were kind of weird. There were some cool things about that there, there were some moments that were entertaining. Like, I thought the fact that AP had to go outside the ship 
to and got into a fight and got into a fight with Chopper in space was kind of nice. It was kind of cool. It reminded me of Star Trek. I I forget which one it is where they had to go and take care of the undiscovered country. No, it was First Contact. That's first contact. And they had the you know had the fight and zero G and all that. I thought it was funny that that he goes off into space like oh no, (laughs) you know, and it's just kind of like oh well. But then, like you pointed out, later on, when they come back to pick him up, that was weird. That was the trippiest scene I've seen in a Rebels episode. It's like somebody took some quaaludes or something and decided to write a scene in Star Wars Rebels. Like, dude, this would be cool. And I wonder if if it's supposed to be like he was hallucinating. Imagining or yeah, hallucinating. he was just all happy. Can a droid hallucinate? I don't you know. know. I, mean, I have trouble believing that a bunch of floating little three-eyed <laughs> Simpsons fish in space <laughs> circled exists. around him in a musical number, and he started singing. He did it start was singing. It was weird. weird. <laughs> the only thing that would have been good in that, that part of the episode is we got hit by an astromech that came out of hyper, hyperspace. Yeah, from, from Rebels from Clone Wars. Yes, absolutely. That actually would have been hysterical. <laughs> actually, having a little frog guy go, ah! I did like I did like how they picked him up too. That yeah. side shot where they just sucked him into the bay and didn't even well, slow down. Didn't you, didn't you hear the the noise too? The tong, like he hit the back of the bay. I was like, okay, that was actually kind of funny. So there were, you know, and and there were some others, kind of funny moments, like when Zeb said that I can't believe that I want to actually help him out. Yeah. You know, considering Chopper and Zeb are always going at each other. And that was the interesting thing too, because Chopper has this attitude, and that's what was missing. And that's what caught everybody's attention, well, right? Well, it's what caught AP's attention first, right. the immediate change in attitude. You're apologizing to me. Yeah, like that never happens. Is, Why would you do that? What is your angle? And then we've got Hera, who's like immediately kind of recognized, too, that the chopper just wasn't himself. Yeah, and that, yeah. that that's highly, you know, I, I could see where that would happen just because of chopper's personality. But here we are again, and I would like to point this out, probably not one of the better episodes of Rebels and what's happened with the crew. We broke them up again. We had people here and people there, but we did see some and we didn't see others. And I still say we're kind of on this thing of like when you don't see the whole crew, it gets rather boring and dull and and it's also usually an inc- it's usually an inconsequential episode. Usually, yeah, you know, not always, but usually it's one of these episodes where it's like eh, there was no point to it. That's a valid question to ask about this episode. Did it really help the grander scheme of Star they, Wars? Rebels if they got to keep all? okay, if they got to keep the codes, and those play into an episode later that you know because there's a couple left in the season and they do do a siege on Lothal or whatever, and they use them, then yes, there was an achievement. But so, if we never hear about it again, it was a waste. Gary, you're the guru. Have you watched the the last two? Mm-hmm. Does this play in? Did this episode help at all? I don't remember. Okay, I, I really. Don't. I guess we're gonna find out as a podcast yeah. team together. But, um... <laughs> Was there ever a siege on Lothal that you can remember? No. No. Okay. So maybe it plays in later. But if it does, it's kind of like, meh. You know, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. It just, it was an oddly placed episode with an odd. And there were some of the jokes, like they did the whole anything you can do, I can do better. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yeah. No, you can't. They were like very playing forced. off that song. Yeah. And I'm like, these are not the type of references. It's like you a make music teacher Wars. wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of. I swear and, I had nothing to do with and, this. Episode. And personally, I don't think that the belonged in the Star Wars room. It felt I agree off. with you. It just felt off. Yeah, it didn't feel Star Warsy, right? Like it didn't. Even AP when he was walking through the hallway, going, "Man, I like Imperial hallways. They're so plain and bland." And I'm kind of like, "What? Why are we commenting on hallways? Like we didn't have anything better to talk about." In a a Star droid Wars tried to interrupt a guy in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> wedge. Wasn't it Antilles? It was yeah, wedge. It was wedge. He, he, he was the in the bathroom. Droid tried to like while he's trying to take a pee. Nothing like taking a leak. It's while like, the droid's trying to take a leak. Bathroom humor. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's potty humor in this episode. You're right. And potty humor, musical numbers, and uh, weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> drugs. And, yeah, and drugs, it seemed like. Well, whoever wrote this episode was on drugs. I, I'm telling you, there, there had to be something going on there. Okay, so it sounds like we all know where we land on this, so we might as well get it right out there. Let's let's take a minute and and rate this episode again as zeros that don't bother, tens being a must-see. Uh, I'll start out. For me, this episode's like a three, and that's only because there's a couple things going for it. I actually kind of like the idea that Chopper got taken over, you know, that you can hack a droid. I like that idea. It was kind of cool. It was nice to see that in the episode. My second kind of cool part was... Even though it was a trippy scene, having AP picked up the way he was at the end, that was really cool. I liked the fact that Zeb got a chance to zap Chopper and was really excited about yeah. that. Like, man, I've been waiting to do that for years. So <coughs> those are the three good moments. The rest of the moments, total garbage. Yeah. A waste of my time. Eric, what did you think about this one? I'll give it a four. Uh, the only thing I would add to it that was a good moment was I actually liked seeing Hera with some attitude at the end. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Talking to the camera and being yep. like, you mess with my droid, now you, no, get, you, get, it. you yeah. get it, you're going to pay. Do you think it's believable <clears throat> that a ship would blow up from a feedback a loop? Feedback loop? No. I mean, maybe you could wipe their systems. Maybe you could. I think she said something <laughs> about how it affected the cells, though, the fuel cells right. or something. The one, the one uh, person at work in the console had That's said. That's like saying you could use the like internet to blow up the NSA. Building. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, I'm going to take my computer, and by hacking it, I'm going to make your house catch fire. Right. Nah, nah. Unless you have one of those smart homes, you could turn on their stove or something. Right. And then, yeah, but not through just, you're just going to send a feedback? It just didn't make sense, so I didn't like that. So, Gary, what did you think of this episode? Uh, three pills and a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your overall rating? Zero to ten. Zero. Zero. Ouch. It's one of the worst episodes in his mind. <laughs> what, it, it's, what a, the, it, it's a great episode. What was the worst part for you? The worst part? Zero, yeah. The little bots taking over. Okay. The and, hacking? Yeah. You didn't like that at all. Which is odd, because that was the one of the one three of mine. Yeah. <laughs> so... All right. Well, those were our thoughts on this episode. I think we made ourselves pretty clear this time around. Yeah, we barely talked about this episode for like 15 minutes. Was, yeah, but I mean, like, it really, it's one of those episodes. Yeah. I sure hope the rest of the season makes up for it. There's only two left. It, so hopefully they do. If my actions in this this episode, were, when we were watching it, yeah. it happened here, it happened at my house, too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say about this episode head on over to our well head Facebook on over page. to our Facebook page or contact me at galaxycast at gmail.com and let us know what you thought of this episode and what our thoughts were on this episode and anything else we've talked about this this particular episode of the Galaxy Cast so we'd love to hear from you about Spider-Man Homecoming Thor Ragnarok and the Star Wars Last Jedi trailer so with that as we always like to say here in a Star Production Studios May the force be with those who listen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this show. Were it not for you, our loyal listeners, this show would not exist. We appreciate your time and want to hear from all of you, since our podcast is by fans and for fans. Head on over to our website at galaxycast.com to find out more about our show. Write to the show by sending an email to galaxycast at gmail.com. If you have something positive to say, use the subject line, We like and use a show. If you have a complaint, make your subject line, You've failed me for the last time. And look for the GalaxyCast on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and other media soon to come. Carry on, wayward travelers. Warp Factor 2. 
First star to the left, straight on till morning.